and welcome to this Expert Insights CD. I'm Donna Hanson from Prime Solutions Training and Consulting. Our Expert Insights CD series is designed to give human resources professionals access to the latest trends, ideas, philosophies and approaches that impact on how organisations manage, retain and engage and recruit staff. We know HR and L&D roles are all encompassing and that it's often hard to find time to step outside your world and explore what's happening in other organisations. Prime's Expert Insights Series CDs are designed to provide you with concise information on topics relevant to you on a regular basis in a format that maximises your time and keeps you up to date with current trends in the industry. Today I have with me on this Expert Insights CD, Gordon Shaw. Gordon is a former past president of an Institute of Management and Consultants in New Zealand and he's also a certified management consultant. Through his company Sempre Avante, Gordon provides expertise to help organisations manage change and social media in a way that's strategic, fast-tracks processes and delivers measurable results. Today, Gordon is going to be sharing with us five ways human resource professionals can use LinkedIn for recruiting staff. Hi to you, Gordon. How are you today? I'm very well. Thank you, Donna, for inviting me on this uh, expert CD. Excellent. Now, Gordon, why don't you tell us how you came to be a specialist in using LinkedIn for business? Certainly, as a uh, a person that uh, came to consulting in about 2005, I uh, attended a a conference in the US in 2007, a uh, consulting conference, and was amazed that I kept uh, getting these invites to a thing called LinkedIn. In those days, I hadn't heard of LinkedIn, but I got the invites, and uh, when I got more invites when I got back from the conference, I thought I'd better go online and and see what this is about. So like a lot of people that that, uh, get introduced to LinkedIn, you have a bit of a play and you fill out some information and you get a bit of a basic profile and then um, then you pretty much leave it at that and and I got some contacts from uh, from this conference and they said look you can do it a little bit better so I thought oh, this LinkedIn is a business to business database and, and it's global and um, I thought there could be some business opportunities so what I did is learn how to use it basically through trial and error uh, and over time sort of developed a, a full profile and started using all of the add-ons that LinkedIn started adding to their, to their website, and all of a sudden people started asking me, um, how do you do this, how do you do that? So I started to, to learn more intensively about um, using LinkedIn and sort of benefits of it. So in 2009, started a, a new brand within Semperability called OneSpeak, which was is, uh, focusing on, on social media, how to use strategy and, and mentoring people on how to use LinkedIn and other social media sites. And pretty much the rest is history. I now um, present on topics on you know, in social media, but focus on LinkedIn and how, how LinkedIn can help professionals. Um, so, so I'm now uh, seen as a bit of an expert in this field. So one of the things I guess we've sort of seen in the past five to ten years is that technology's changed so much. You know, we've got so many social media tools. So, you know, we're Facebook, Twitter, you know, there's lots of other things, you know, the old MySpace. Um, and why would we use LinkedIn above all else? Absolutely. It's a very, a very good question. And, and uh, probably leading into that is, is social media or business social media, as I like to coin the phrase, is about being fit for purpose. So, so 
what I'm suggesting to listeners is that before they choose any social media site, whether it be LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, is understanding how it fits within their strategy. But getting back to, to LinkedIn, it's, it's the world's largest business-to-business database that recently ticked over 200 million users on an active basis. The focus on LinkedIn is about business and professionals. Uh, it's also about building your credibility and your market reputation. Uh, but also, over time, LinkedIn has morphed into a essentially a massive chamber of commerce of business opportunities. Um, and they have also rolled out productivity applications that you can use on your, your smartphone or your tablet. Um, and LinkedIn has a proven track record in assisting professionals with their careers and with growing their businesses. So it's a, it's a site now for businesses where you really need to be involved in LinkedIn. Okay, that's really interesting. So we're going to talk today in our uh, the short time we've got together about five different ways HR professionals can use LinkedIn. Um, what are we going to be talking about today, Gordon? I think to make it focused for um, HR professionals, we're going to look at how you can identify and validate talent, mm-hmm. um, how you go about using LinkedIn as a research tool right. to supplement what you're already using, probably Google and others. Um, how you as an individual and your company brand advertise yourselves, mm-hmm. how you can leverage the groups section within LinkedIn, and then finishing off with a little bit about the company pages on LinkedIn. So, first of all, I want to ask a question about LinkedIn because, uh, you know, I, I just like to get a bit of clarity both for myself and for our listeners. There's different levels of LinkedIn. So there's the, the basic level where, you know, anybody can just go in and, and sign up. Can you, can you tell us a little more about, you know, what the limitations might be or why you might look at using um, a basic account versus uh, one of the other options? Absolutely. And uh, the great thing about LinkedIn is... is the basic account or the, the entry level is free, so you don't have to pay a, an annual subscription. But uh, there are some limitations, and really the limitations on a basic account are about the kinds of information that you can gather or be presented. So, for example, one of the topics that we're going to cover today is around uh, how you use um, LinkedIn as a, as a research tool. There's certain functionality that a basic member doesn't get. Um, and so there is options where the first level up where you pay a subscription is called a premium account. Mm-hmm. And primarily the, the big advantage there is that it gives you more search criteria um, and from an analytical perspective it allows you to see who's looking at your company pages and also who's looking at your own individual profile. So it just gives you a little bit more information. Um, it also allows you to, to define search results organised profiles and just see a lot more information that's contained within um, the LinkedIn database itself. And there are many different levels of user. Premium is just the first entry level. They also offer um, accounts for um, businesses, for job seekers, for salespeople, uh, definitely one specific to recruiters. Mm-hmm. Um, and what I'm suggesting to the listeners that they do is if they want more information is that when you're inside the web browser version, and today we're going to be talking about using LinkedIn on a desktop or a laptop rather than on a tablet or a smartphone. So when you're using your browser like Outlook or Firefox or Google Chrome, 
is that if you scroll to the bottom of a page on LinkedIn, there's some hyperlinks at the bottom called Help Center About Press Blog. There's a whole lot of them. But if you click on the About section, that's a, a question and answer area, and it tells you a little bit more about LinkedIn. So there's lots of information that LinkedIn provide you for free. Um, you just have to go and know where to find it. So what I'm telling listeners is you can find it right at the bottom of every web page on the LinkedIn um, web browser. So if, if people wanted to go up to just that premium level, uh, what sort of cost might you be looking at, Gordon? Looking at around about um, 99 US dollars a year. So really in the scheme of things, it's not that expensive for the ability to, to gather far more information. Not really, yeah. It's, it's a, I think it's a great investment if you're using you know, LinkedIn on a regular basis. So, but certainly the basic one would give you a, a good place to start and work out whether you know, this is the right tool for you in, in business and, and certainly it seems to be the way that, that businesses are going, obviously, uh, with the demand you, you're getting from businesses to uh, present training sessions and seminars on, on how to utilise it. Let's explore the first thing we talked about, about how HR professionals can use LinkedIn and that was for identifying and validating talent. Just tell, tell us a little bit more about that one. Absolutely. Uh, from a recruitment perspective, is being able to look at people's information online um, is quite important these days, is that more and more professionals are using the web to investigate people so that when we want to potentially do business or to work with, with others or companies, we tend to do a Google search. What I'm encouraging in today's session is that you also think about LinkedIn because LinkedIn has a fantastic search capability um, that allows you to gather information. So from a HR professional's perspective, when they are trying to identify talent that potentially they may want to headhunt, or identify talent that they want to contact and see if that person is interested in a particular role, or just generally do some market assessment on individuals and companies, well then they can use LinkedIn. And I think the key point here is to understand the power of the search tools that LinkedIn provides you. So even if you're on the basic entry level, the non-paying level, you can get access to some really powerful search tools. Um, and probably the first piece of advice to our listeners today is to, to learn about the navigation of the web browser homepage. And when you're in the home section on LinkedIn, you'll see in the top right-hand corner a white box that's got a um, that's a search box, and you can identify that because it's got a looking glass and the word advanced next to it. So what I'm suggesting to listeners today is, even maybe while they're, they're listening to the CD, is that they are on the LinkedIn site and they click the word advanced, and it will take them to a page that's called the advanced people search. Um, and some of the people that I mentor have never tried this before. They don't know that there's an advanced search. And, and for example, what, what it presents to you is, is a search engine that allows you to define certain things like keywords and location and country and all sorts of different criteria to search that database. So for, a, for an HR professional, they could be using LinkedIn to search candidates, validate candidates that have applied for jobs, but also use it strategically, especially when they are looking to identify certain people that might be targets for certain roles. 
Okay, so things like um, uh, like if I was a, um, a HR professional and I was recruiting for a, a senior project manager, it sounds like what you're saying there is you could put something like that key term senior project manager in that search area and it, it would come up with um, with potential candidates that you know you could probably sift through and, and see if there's uh, there's people there that are actually um, available for you to connect with via LinkedIn that have the yeah, skill set. Absolutely, and, and that keyword search is something for all of us to remember is that when we are building our own profiles for our individual profile and our company profiles, the use of keywords is something that LinkedIn obviously uses in its algorithms to present search results. Mm. So that if you are a, you know, a project management professional or you're an HR professional, putting terms that are specific to those particular industries in your profile helps LinkedIn find you when they're doing searches. So the, the keyword search is probably a good one that people can practice on going into the advanced people search, putting in a search term like senior project manager, selecting a location like Australia or New Zealand or the United States and hitting enter and just seeing the kind of results that get presented back to you. Um, and in that advanced people search, there's so many different criteria that allow you to drill it down. Um, and it also shows you what uh, premium members get as extras to be able to define those searches. Yeah, look, that's really interesting. That could really cause a, a challenge further down the track for um, recruitment companies because if people are able to do a lot of these searches via LinkedIn and, and, and gather that key talent, it's, it's going to make it hard for a lot of those organisations to come up with um, unique candidates, isn't it? Absolutely, absolutely. And I, and I think the, the, the ability to search in LinkedIn is a, pretty much a competitive advantage for any of our listeners who are operating in a specific industry is that the more you know how to utilise that search functionality, the better it is for your own particular business. Yeah, and certainly there's a huge cost saving to be made there. So, all right, that's great. Um, so that brings us on to number two, um, which was um, uh, to use it as a research tool. So I guess um, moves on a little bit more from what we've just said. Um, with the internet being such a vast array of information where we can search in a matter of seconds, why and how might you use LinkedIn as a research tool? We've already talked a, a little bit about searching, but uh, take, us, take us into a little more depth around researching, how we might use it as a research tool. Absolutely, and I think you know now, you know, in today's environment, we we're all used to you know doing a Google search when we we think about doing an internet search. So what I'm saying to listeners today is to consider also supplementing that with a LinkedIn search. Is that LinkedIn because it has information about you know 200 million individual profiles. It's also got about three to four million company profiles listed so far. And so when you're doing potential research, not only on candidates themselves, but on potential customers or candidate clients, mm -hmm. you can also type in information in the section that's called companies and also do a search on, you know, do research on companies to see what information they're posting up into LinkedIn. But also from a recruitment perspective, you might have target clients where you'd like to do business with and you can see potentially if they're posting private advertiser jobs into their company page 
and you might then might want to contact them and say, we can offer you some services because we believe we've got some candidates that we can submit to you for that particular job that you're advertising. And there's one point probably I want to make to the listeners too, is that when you start using LinkedIn as a research tool, what you need to do is ask yourself too about what you want others to see when you're searching on them. Because LinkedIn has a great functionality where you can turn off your profile visibility. What that means for our listeners is that uh, the standard default position is when you, say, say I'll use my example, if I go and look at somebody's profile, it leaves a footprint on their profile to say that Gordon Shaw, certified management consultant, has viewed their profile. Mm-hmm. What you can do is you can turn it off so it just comes up as LinkedIn member. And you can do that through the settings um, of your profile. And it's just something that uh, listeners need to consider is that if they're doing confidential research and potentially maybe headhunting, they may want to turn off their profile visibility. Okay, well that makes sense. So let's say I'm a, uh, I'm recruiting for a role, and um, you know I I want to look at people who work for a competitor, and perhaps look at the possibility of approaching somebody who um, who might work for one of our competitors. I can actually go on LinkedIn and through the settings set it so that if I go looking at this person's profile, they can't actually see my footprint and know that somebody from a competitor is actually out looking looking at their profile. Is that yes. what? That's, that's exactly right. Gee, that could be a um, that could be a really really useful tool. Okay, so we've covered some great information so far, Gordon. Um, let's talk about number three, and and that was to advertise yourself. What exactly does that mean, and and how could HR professionals benefit from that? Mm, it's a it's an interesting um, construct now, Donna, because what we're seeing in in the always online twenty four hour smartphone. Um, environment that we have now is a, is a graying of the lines between us as individuals and the companies that we represent or um, are working for. And so what happens on LinkedIn is when you list your current role and your employer on your personal profile, um, you by default become a bit of a brand ambassador for your employer's brand because you are linked between you know, your profile and your employer's profile. So um, what, what we're talking about here when it comes to you know, advertising yourself is the way that you present yourself to the audience on LinkedIn. And so that's a little bit about, <coughs> excuse me, it's a little bit about um, the way that your profile is filled out so that if you want to be seen as a leader in your particular field, then there's an expectation now that you have a, a 100% complete personal profile that um, your profile links to your company's page on LinkedIn um, and that you're starting to build some professional credibility because that's one of the key sort of pillars of, of LinkedIn. It's about how you build the credibility in your particular industry. Um, and I believe, and, and many others that I talk to, especially chief executives and company owners, feel that when they see incomplete LinkedIn profiles, especially profiles with no photographs, or company pages that aren't fully um, complete, it sends a bit of a message to those that want to do business with them, is that if those people haven't fully completed their profiles, what kind of message is that saying um, to their potential customer base? Mm, mm. 
Interesting. No, uh, I think it's it's one of those things that, you know, in LinkedIn, people won't necessarily post the same sort of stuff that they will in Facebook, for example. It's it's sort of viewed as very much being a corporate, as you said earlier on, business-to-business focus. But um, there seems to be a lot more emphasis now uh, in using it as a tool to gather information, to save time, and obviously, you know, save money associated with the costs of going through the whole recruitment process process if you can fast track it by finding somebody and you know the key there is is finding people uh, and people that are actually on LinkedIn having you know the the complete details of, of their work history etc because um, yeah there, there's nothing worse um, you know what do you think about photographs yeah photographs are always an interesting thing is that um, <clears throat> when I um, you know first started looking at the amount of profiles on LinkedIn you know back in 2007 there were a lot without photographs, and, and I have to admit I started without putting my photograph in there. But the the current thinking on photographs is that um, people, it's a, it's a business-to-business database and it's virtual, but people still want to do business with other people. So putting up your photograph is, again, enhancing your credibility. Um, and recent research shows um, that profiles without photographs, the the question that people think of when they see those is what have you got to hide because let's face it it's a business to business database so having a head and shoulders professional shot of you in your business attire um, most of us have photographs like that that we can use so um, the other part of it too especially if you've got a common name where there might be a number of, of people with the same name having a photograph allows people that are searching for you to find the right profile so, for example, I have a uh, another Gordon Shaw who's based in Hong Kong, um, and we're even born in the same month of the same year. Wow. Um, so that that allows you know people to see, that know of us to know that you know that one's a you know a, a Chinese man living in Hong Kong and one's a, a Kiwi living in Auckland in New Zealand. So that's quite important, and and also it happens for uh, for um for ladies that are on LinkedIn, especially if you're using your your maiden name and you might be married or you married or you change names, mm. having a photograph allows people to still to find you if they don't quite know what surname you have right now. I guess it also helps, um, uh, you know, following on from that point you've just made, if you've got a work history there and, and you know that in the past as a recruiter you had somebody at a, perhaps another company uh, who was a good employee and, and they were female and um, it was some time ago, you, you can actually search based upon the company rather than based upon the person's name and, you know, I guess that, that thereby fast tracks the, the event that that person's actually gotten married, remarried or, you know, has a different name to when you originally worked with them. So Ab- I absolutely, that and, really and by um, using that, that search functionality that we talked about earlier on is that one of the criteria is company. So you can put in a company name and it asks you whether that's current or past. Mm. So again, a, another good tip where you can search, you, know, you might have worked for, like me, oh, I worked for a company called Dun & Bradstreet many years ago. If I wanted to look up people that said they had worked at Dun & Bradstreet previously, then you can do a search based on that criteria as well. So it's it's um you know, it's very worthwhile learning that kind of um, search functionality. I, I think too, you know, uh, anything that we can do to fast track the recruitment process, because um, you know, I think there's plenty of data out there that that sort of shows and, and demonstrates that um, uh, you know it. it 
it can take up to the cost of three times a person's annual salary to replace them. Uh, you know, it's a hard enough process, you know, actually advertising, you know, going through the, um, the sifting through process and the culling process, shortlisting people, contacting people, arranging interviews, anything that we can do that can bring that down to a smaller pool of people to choose from who are you know, pre-qualified or in some cases, I guess it's almost like a referrals, isn't it? You feel like you know people a little more if you look at somebody on LinkedIn and they might not be a direct connection to you, but they might be connected through someone else you know. So there's sort of a sense of, a little bit more a sense of trust than you might find um, with somebody sending a resume in the mail. What, would you agree with that? Yes, I, I think I, I would, is that it's, uh, we've talked about your professional credibility or your, 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 your body of information about you and your career. So you know, LinkedIn is definitely, if we can you know, use a term, is, is, a, is a massive global chamber of commerce. Mm, that's, um, a, and that's a really good definition. In the background, it's supplementing all of the, the work that we do in our professional careers. And it is the place where people and others go to check you out. Um, you know, it used to be that you know everyone needed a website because, from a credibility perspective, you know people want to go and see what your business is about. If we apply that to a personal profile, it means that you know when you're networking or you're meeting your peers or you're at a conference and you swap business cards, probably what people are going to do now is go and have a look at you on LinkedIn because they want to check you out. We've looked at three great things so far. Let's move on to the fourth now, which was leveraging with LinkedIn via groups. Firstly, can you tell us what groups are, how they're used in LinkedIn, and, and why they might be beneficial to HR professionals? Absolutely. Um, so the groups themselves are, are a place, a gathering place for professionals with similar interests, and that might be based on industry or interests or content. And, and what it's about is... There's essentially many um, groups specifically aligned to a topic or, or an industry. And what they're about is sharing content, um, posting and finding answers, um, posting jobs, um, making contacts, and establishing yourself with some credibility amongst that peer group themselves. Um, and, and the way that they're used is, is potentially it's, it's a, a way of increasing your profile of you in your particular industry area. So that the groups, uh, when you join a group, it's uh, my advice is that you, you get active, is that you post information, you share content, you answer questions, and you get active because the more that you involve yourself in the group, and if we call the groups like a subgroup of this big 200 million people, the subgroups are like many um, networking events where you can um, network with your peers but also network with, with people that might turn into potential business opportunities as well. Well, I, I know that I have a contact on LinkedIn who has a network. He's a he's a recruiter in IT, and so he specialises in recruiting network administrators and you know high end people that work in uh, establishing networks for for large organisations. And I know that he set up a LinkedIn group that was around that. And what he's done is um, he's brought in all of his candidates together and gotten them to to become part of this group. And basically, in that 
group he can post the the positions that he's currently recruiting for and rather than him having to ring around and and find out from people oh no I'm in a contract for the next six months or this or that people can respond straight into that LinkedIn group and he knows who might be interested in that uh, position uh, and um, you know those people that aren't but he actually took that a step further and created um, real live networking groups so once a month he'd bring all those people together and it'd be a great opportunity for him to build rapport rather than having to ring people in the old-fashioned way and and you know press the flesh and sort of let people know he was there and you know what where are you at now you're looking for jobs and that sort of thing so I, I guess you know that that's a great way of, of leveraging via groups and, and yeah, looking exactly. at and, and a lot of people always say to me well what kind of groups you know, how, how do I find them and, and you know, what's the best way to, to find groups uh, for my particular interest uh, and there's a couple of ways is that uh, in the, again on the home page there's a, a blue um, hyperlink called groups and when you hover your mouse over that it um, brings up a, another hyperlink that says groups you may like and so based on the information in your profile LinkedIn will um, serve up some groups that particularly you may want to join. The other really cool way of doing it is that if you um, click on your some of your contacts that you trust, mm -hmm. scroll down in their profiles, you can have a look at um, the kind of groups that they join. So you may have similar interests where you can um, join groups that your contacts are members of. Mm. But the other thing that I also suggest to people is that don't automatically join. Go and have a look at the group. So click into the group, have a look at the group profile, see how long it's been going, how many members there are, and look at the, the summary and make sure it's the right kind of group for you and then join that group. Mm. Uh, because once you become a member of the group, you have access to all of the members. And for our listeners today, especially in the HR and uh, recruitment se uh, um, s sector, you can also post jobs into those groups. So it's another way of essentially mm -hmm. targeting potential candidates for the jobs that you have out on the marketplace. So, for example, um, if I'm a, um, a HR recruiter in, an or in my organisation, I might actually uh, go and find a group that's maybe project managers. If I regularly recruit for senior project managers, I might, um, you know, go to a group like that and be able to post a job in there or, or gather information about potential candidates. So, you know, that's really good leveraging of, uh, of a, well, what's traditionally and, and certainly in the at the basic level, a, a free tool. Absolutely, yes. Okay, so we've had a great conversation here, Gordon, about the different ways HR professionals can use LinkedIn. Let's have a chat about the final way, which was company pages. So what are company pages? How would you go about creating them and, and why would you have one? I know we've touched a little bit uh, on this, but um, let's go into a bit more depth. Yes, absolutely. And I think there's two, two components to this. Is there's the, the branding and the marketing of companies, but then there's also the way that you use the section called companies to do research. So first of all, thinking about company pages, they're essentially like an entry into a yellow pages. So on LinkedIn now you can have an entry for your company that allows you to put a whole lot of summary information. You can post some products and services, you can embed video um, and you can also post up jobs that you're having 
to your own company page. And so what's what we're seeing is a, is a growth in businesses that are listing their company pages. And this raises a, is a, an issue for some of our listeners who might work for, say, big corporate organisations where their company pages on social media are managed by IT or by marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so there's some questions there. Is if your business doesn't have a company page on LinkedIn, who can you go to within your corporate structure to say, we really need one, how can we establish one? For those that maybe run smaller um, businesses who want to create a company page, it's, it's very simple. You, you go to the section called Companies, um, and there's a, a wizard that says um, Add a Company, and you just go through and follow the wizard to create that company page. Um, sorry, Donna, so, yes. No, I was going to say, just elaborating on that a bit further. So if you're in a larger organisation, generally um, maybe the establishment of a company page would either fit in under maybe marketing or IT. So they'd be right. the two areas you'd probably go and, and have a conversation with them. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. And uh, the, other, the other component of company pages is that when you find a com- company that's of interest, you can follow that company. And the advantage there is that you get updates um, from that company into your own timeline. So, for example, when you're using it for research, is that you might follow target companies to see what kind of jobs they're posting into LinkedIn because then, then you might contact them and offer your services if you're a, an HR professional or there just may be industry companies that are leaders within your industry that you want to follow for the information that they might provide into your into your network or your business development. So from a perspective of the, the company page, it's free. So this is something that I think over time might change, is that you know, LinkedIn is a, is a business and they, they make a lot of money, especially around advertising and their premium services. And I think over time, as the company pages increase, they may offer something like a, a premium product for companies. But right now, it's free. And one of the great advantages of having a company page and then linking it to your personal profile is the company brand appears in your personal profile and the company name is hyperlinked so that people can see information about the company that you currently work for. Mm. So I guess too, you know, taking uh, one of your points a little further, um, as a HR professional, you could even have your company page and, and uh, if you're wanting to become or if you already are an employer of choice, it might be a great way of capturing interest from potential candidates so that you, you're building up a database in, in preparation for you know when you do have that staff attrition, you can find people who perhaps um, you know have a, a genuine interest in, in becoming aligned with your brand and, and seeing if they match up to your organisation. Absolutely. That, that's a fantastic use of, of that company page um, process. Mm. And I've certainly seen uh, organisations who have been using Facebook as a mechanism to a- advertise their jobs, but um, certainly I think we're starting to see a, a lot more using LinkedIn because it's far more business orientated and less, um, I guess, end user or consumer focused as Facebook perhaps uh, probably is seen to be. Yes, and, and what we're seeing with, with LinkedIn in, in the last maybe six months is the improvements that they're making to the way that they present information to their users. So as a user, you and I, when we're on LinkedIn and we're in the home page, the information that appears on that home page is dictated by the companies that we follow 
uh, and the individuals that we follow. Um, and so having a company page and posting jobs and updates means that that's going out to the wider audience and creating a bit of a buzz around your particular brand. Gordon, it's been fantastic. We could probably keep talking for hours, I'm sure, and you've given us some fantastic insights on how HR professionals can use LinkedIn to fast-track recruitment, do some research and advertise their organisation to attract talent. If some of our listeners are ready to switch the way they're thinking about LinkedIn and how they're using it in your organisation, and maybe they're interested in some training or uh, some help in, in getting more out of it for, for their, uh, their own use, how can they get in contact with you? Absolutely. I think uh, maybe it's a, a good time to say practice your, your people search or your advanced <laughs> searching um, practice. So all you need to do is, is just type in my name, Gordon Shaw, G-O-R-D-O-N, S-H-A-W, choose New Zealand because I'm based in Auckland here in New Zealand um, and look me up and just send me a connection request on uh, LinkedIn. You could also, again, try searching under the companies and look for Sempre Avanti Consulting and follow the, the Sempre Avanti Consulting um, company page. Those of you that uh, also might be on, on Twitter, we have a, a Twitter stream going at, um, and our Twitter handle as it's called, is called at one spec o n e s p e c so so um, or you could also default to google if you just do a, a google search under sempre avanti consulting you'll find us there but uh, i look forward to connecting with um, some of the listeners if they uh, send me their requests via linkedin Gordon, thanks very much for your time today and for the insights on five ways human resource professionals can use linkedin to our listeners, thank you for joining us for this Expert Insights CD. For more information on Prime Solutions training and consulting and our services, visit our website, www.primesolutions.net.au. Until next time, this is Donna Hanson helping you work smarter and not harder with technology. Bye for now.